0: Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium, a 40k podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan. And I'm Steve. Join us as we explore the 41st millennium in all its glory, as we talk narrative gaming, Warhammer lore and awesome hobby. From the grim dark corners of Imperial hives, to the outer reaches of Xenos infested
1: space. Welcome to the Ashes of the Imperium.
0: Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium. My name is Dan and as ever I'm joined by the wonderful Steve Foot. How are you Steve? I'm
1: very good, very good.
0: Excited. fantastic. Not feeling too ill, too poorly, perhaps a slight malaise? Just the usual pustules. Just the usual pustules, excellent. Today we are talking all about the Death Guard with a slightly delayed Codex review and uh, yeah, pretty excited to... Uh, get to go for this
1: it's, it's nice to start seeing uh, more and more codexes coming out and seeing what the new edition looks like for the for everyone now and, and how crusade is going to uh, what's going to mean to everybody, and how they're going to make them different. So it's good, really good to see.
0: Yeah, and it's especially good to see a codex that isn't just another Space Marines codex because we had so many of those. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, <laughs> <laughs> but we were all it, thinking it. <laughs> but it is no, it is genuinely like we we just have had uh, what have we had Space Marines and various flavors of what else? Uh, oh, ne- Necrons, obviously, obviously, Necrons. necrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, we haven't really had anything else. So it is cool to. Uh, I think God, everything's a blur these days. I mean, I'm either getting old, or it's just the the strange, you know, lockdown time, just like blurring into one. But anyway, we are today. We're talking all about Death Guard, and yes. uh, this is something that um, I'm quite excited to do. Um, unlike you know previous 440,000 releases, where I'm I'm very reserved and not excited and, and don't want to start a new army. Uh, but I have just bought a Death Guard army.
1: Yes. So yes
0: this is part of uh perhaps some uh, some of my hobby plans where i'm i'm trying to like be a bit i guess more productive in a hobby sense so i spend so much time like you know talking about armies and then just not enough time and you know i often like think of crazy paint schemes that take ages and i just want to like get these done to a tabletop standard and to kind of like almost hold myself to an account yeah I, I, and to be honest you know,
1: Death Death Guard. Um, you can you can paint them to with really good effects without it being too arduous.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what attracted me to them was that I could just kind of paint them all, spread them all, wraithbone, uh, give them a skeleton horde wash, and then just go crazy with weathering and, and effects and powders yeah. and um, like you know, Nurgle's rot, blood for the Blood God, some weathering powders, that kind of thing. And suddenly you're looking at a relatively complete army.
1: Well, they'll look great. They'll look great uh, because they're they're not. You know, they're not the um, finely ruined um, Eldari walkers or anything like that. So I think, yeah, you, you, you can really crack on with them and, and they'll look great. And And the models, you know, the models, I won't say they paint themselves, but the, the details if only, are there if only. <laughs> one day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you just run some wash around the pustules and a dot of putrid color on top and, and it's great. They, they look really good. And you know they've got so much character. I think you know these these guys of all of the, the chaos ones. I think for me, the, 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 it's kind of it's weird because you know you think chaos and you you, you kind of think evil and you think. You know, hideous, nasty. You know, blood trenched, and but actually, there's a sense of joy to many of the models, and I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, they definitely they don't necessarily subscribe to the kind of like evil warrior trope that say like the Black Legion or you know the World Eaters do. There's definitely some like some an element of comedy around them, some some mirthful, nerdy giggling.
1: Yeah, I always see them as being. um it's that kind of twisted nature and the what 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 i kind of see nurgle being is that he actually wants to share the joy the and share the ability to live forever and actually that's a thing that's a beautiful thing to do (laughs) the fact that you yeah your body rots away inside your armor and you end up just being held together by by scabs and blisters then that, that that's fine but I, I think for me that's uh there, there's that kind of tw- kind of really nice twist between the two and uh yeah no i'm so excited to see your army uh, so what, what what are your plans have you have you got like a list or have you got a theme or have you just got one of one
0: of each um i mean perhaps we can get into that in a little bit more detail uh in my 25 power list when, when we go into that because i'm actually using that first 25 power as a uh as the kind of starting block to my to my wider force nice but essentially, I want to go relatively infantry focused, like a, almost like mechanized infantry, but not oh. not hordey poxwalkers. Okay, um, I almost want to do so. I almost want to do it as if it's a like a Death Guard Legion force because I, I I had plans to. I read the the Buried Dagger. One of the Horus Heresy novels, and I really enjoyed that, and it, it made me buy a bunch of Death Guard 30k stuff, and then um, I never got around to it. So I kind of wanted to do like a like a, a Horus Heresy styled force of like lots of ta- you know tactical squads in rhinos, that kind of thing, but obviously yep. with a 40k uh, Death Guard twist. Yeah, um, and The Buried Dagger is a great book to so definitely recommend that. Um, and it kind of goes into, I, I, I'd quite like to get, you know, obviously I'd quite like Mortarion to be in there cause he's an amazing model. Um, but I do wonder whether perhaps, you know, a force led by Typhus would be cool as well.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think the new Mortarian is just epic. And, and for me, it comes back to this, something I'm always keen to do uh, It is you know, if you're going to have a Primarch or a Mega Monster or this huge thing, make it be epic and make it cost a lot of points so there's choices to be made. But yeah, I, I think he seems to be... Um, he
0: seems scary now. Yeah, he rules-wise, he's he's pretty strong. Uh, and the model, do you, do you remember when they released that that video of like, the Tally Man was like, you know, oh, he was chopsing off about Mortarion, and Mortarion was behind him or something. And there's just like this huge demon primate. And I think this was, what, the second demon primate we'd had? Because we'd had the Magnus reveal, which was when he was yeah. in the bin. Oh, yeah. Um, and we'd had uh, Gulliman because, you know, he came out at the end of 8th edition. Oh, 7th no, edition, rather. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just seeing Mortarion there... You know, the Daemon Primark, massive wings kind of levitating. It's got Silence and the Lantern. It's just it's just, it's just, just such an amazing model. I think almost like the, the model range for Death Guard is arguably one of the best 40k ranges out there, I think. Yeah, I'd like to go with that, for sure. There's so much variety, you know, in terms of modeling opportunities. And I think this is something that attracted me to the army just in general, is that you could literally, there's so much potential in there so you could do the kind of like pride of the legion style thing of loads of terminators you know death shroud and uh blight guard um and then you can do something like a zombie horde yeah and everything in between you know you could even do things like a, a kind of raf style list of like loads of flying things so bloat drones multarian and things like that yeah, yeah flying yeah. demon princes
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, that would be good. That'd be good. And like you say, because, because you know, these aren't highly engineered, they are warped and twisted and overgrown and bloated. Um, the opportunities to start making you know unique heroes based on your games and what your crusade rules have done to them um, becomes a lot easier doesn't it
0: definitely a bit like when you you know you're like running a Mordheim campaign and your guy loses a leg and you <laughs> yeah. um, chop his leg off and replace it with a bit of spru to say that's his peg leg you know it's uh you could do something like that with a lot of your, your crusade games um i think that one of the other things that's really useful about um about Death Guard or, or kind of Nurgle in general is that you can cover up some mistakes or or maybe sort of clumsy conversion. So for example, I've got a couple of the um, easy to build what are they called um, Blight drones that come with the star that used to come with the star set Dark Imperium the, the fetid bloat drones yeah um, and they come with a certain weapon loadout uh, whereas I wanted to give them the heavy Blight launcher uh, and you know actually if I just you know, put a uh, put something that looks like a heavy heavy blight launcher on there, and then a kind of like something that looks like an ammo canister and a bit of wire to kind of hold them together. And you know, any gaps you can just cover up with green stuff, pustules, or you know, yeah. pour some. You know, if, if you cover up with liquid green stuff or super glue or something like that, then you just paint it like Nurgle's rot, and suddenly it, it kind of covers the gap. It's it quite like orcs in that sense, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I think in some ways it becomes the flip side of that is that when you do have multiple bloat drones, for example, then to have them all the same, you kind of suddenly think, oh no, and this one needs some more horns or this one needs some more pustules or, you know, this needs something else hanging off it because everything else, you know, so many other, especially now with with all the, the, the new Terminators we've got. I mean, they're all just such fantastic poses and stuff that, you know, to have multiples suddenly starts to kind of reveal themselves a little bit
0: yeah if you have multiple kind of monopole, monopose models then yeah absolutely and and i think that the heavy blight launcher is a great a great example of that because it is you know one weapon rather than the because if you have the play, if obviously they have the flesh mower, it's just a, a Flesh flesh mower on the front, that's fine. Um, if you have the plague spitter, it's two of them. And if you have the blight launcher, it's just one, and the kind of the one of the arms is an ammo tin or whatever. Um, so you can just like mix it up. You could have, you know, the ammo tin on the right hand side rather than the left-hand side, and yeah, suddenly okay. they just look a little bit different. And yep. when you buy the the main kit that comes with, I think a different faceplate, but obviously if you're using the the kind of easy to build one it has got the same face place so just like you know throw in a few different a few chaos horns or you know some bionics or something like that, and just just to kind of mix it up
1: yeah no true and like you say with some you know heavy-handed with the super glue so that the weld it becomes fleshy and drippy then um that's great too.
0: Yeah. I'll uh, I'll post up some pictures on our Instagram and uh, Twitter of, of any conversions that I do to these drones, because I'm thinking of running a little uh, a little wing of 3 of them. Nice. Nice. So Steve, any kind of anything particularly that attracts you to the Death Guard in terms of the lore? Um,
1: I think for me it's obviously going you know back into the history of things. Um the fact that they, you know, got lost in the warp and that they've come out after you know, thousands of years just this idea of them being um you know they're still having you know legion based 30k armor and you know equipment kind of does drag me into thinking about ooh, you know forge world 30k tanks that have you know become nurglefied um I,
0: I, and, and that's uh and that is a, a legitimate adjective isn't it nurglefied
1: <laughs> yeah I'll check I'll check online later but I'm hoping it is
0: I mean could you could you put that into Scrabble that's that's really the the litmus <laughs> test isn't it? it
1: it is it is yeah I'm not sh- I'm not sure my missus would let me get away with that one um but yeah I, I, I think for me uh I, I do like the idea of this um kind of spreading the love and creating the zombies and obviously uh there was some issues before with pox walkers being spammed um and books. The new books tackled that, but yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't like zombies? I mean, there's so many great movies and great stories and stuff out there. Um, one of my favourites is is um, is the the book, obviously that got made into a movie, it was World War Z or World War Z, depending on which side of the pond you live. Um,
0: it's Z. <laughs> just just so just so there's no you know just so we're clear, it's definitely Zed.
1: Um, but I love that book in it the telling of the story was um, very much it, 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 like a large scale battles rather than the usual zombie experience, which is, you know, teenagers um, in a, in a mall somewhere fighting them off, which is a bit more skirmishy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think for me, yeah, pox horse cause my 25 parallel has got some pot walkers in, so we can, we can talk about that in a bit. What about you, Dan? What's the, what was the, what was the reason that you went, okay, you you said you know they'll make a they make a a good and effective painting project um but what was it then especially when this book dropped that you kind of went right this is the time
0: so for me it was not only the kind of the paint scheme and the kind of the easy access to to a completed army to, to the concept of a completed army that we discussed um it was also the fact that i wanted to do a death guard army for 30k before so i thought actually maybe this is my my time to do it i'd actually i had had uh, a a death guard army before and i sold it because actually i thought oh it's looking a bit complex you know there's a lot of a lot of detail in these models um and i kind of got a bit overwhelmed i think i kind of bought too much of it but i think uh, if anyone's looking at death guard out there you know, there are things like the, the Dark Imperium starter sets that are still kicking around on the secondhand market. You've got Conquest, the, the magazine series. So there's plenty yeah. of Death Guard kits out and about. And so they're not actually that expensive to kind of get into as an army. Because
1: they've got lots of abilities and the access to abilities and Contagion, which we'll talk about in a minute. And they're not cheap, as in points wise. So actually, you know, they're not, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, you're not going to have hundreds of models, you know, it's going to have to be reasonably compact.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If if you if you don't go down the kind of pox walker horde route, then there's definitely that to be be said for them. One of the things that I quite enjoyed uh, planning, although I've decided not to go for it because it it was going to be a ridiculous, uh, unsurprisingly. Mm Picks ridiculous army (laughs) that has uh, huge financial considerations. Um, So I was thinking, like, obviously, the Plague Burst Crawler is, oh, what's that heresy thing called? He says, typing into the wardrobe. Why do I do this? I li- literally, all the time, I'm like, what's that heresy thing called? And then go onto the website <laughs> during the podcast, <laughs> rather than just, you know, researching it. But you know that you know the tank, right? The tank that the, here we go, the Legion Arquator Bombard uh, with yeah, yeah. Morbus Heavy Bombard. That's, you know, the, the, the tank that looks like a 30K version of the Plague Burst Crawler. Yeah. So... I thought and which is part of my kind of wider plans uh for for kind of 2021 i thought wouldn't it be cool to have a bunch of like rusted up alpha legion so like alpha legion that are infected with nurgle or, or wow. kind of blessed by nurgle yeah and have my plague burst crawlers as Octo bombards <laughs> wow yeah and then like yeah. have all your kind of plague marines as uh mark three armored um alpha legion but with kind of you know maybe the odd shoulder a nergly shoulder pad or the kind of the odd kind of cracked helmet with kind of pus oozing out of it so yeah i kind of i thought of all these ways you know maybe using some spare weapons and stuff so like you know rusted up death guard weapons rather than the kind of stock bolters yeah but then suddenly you know you're into you know essentially buying a a whole 30k army and i've i've I have sold a chunk of my my um, you know my 30k off. Uh, I've still got a few Alpha Legion upgrades, but um, what I think I'm going to do for them is I've decided to shelf the Sons of Medusa and just kind of restart Primaris with Alpha Legion, which is probably a story for another day. Okay, this is something that I've talked about in previous episodes where I've kind of frustrated that I had to lock myself in to Sons of Medusa. You know, I Iron Hands Chap Tactics. Yeah. And you know, with the release of Dark Angels recently, you know, if I wanted to do a Raven Guard army, I can't do that. Yeah. So uh, sorry, I don't mean Raven Guard. I mean Raven Wing, obviously. But if I wanted to do a Raven Wing bike Arm, bike and land speeders, I can't do that. Whereas with Alpha Legion, if I just have a Primaris Alpha Legion army, it's it's quite cool. It's quite unique. You know, it's you know, I mean, it's not it's not a novel idea, but it's um, you know, it's not a loyalist force, and it it, it does give me the flexibility to do something uh, with the rules that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do if I had a, a kind of traditional Sons of Producer slash Hands force. Yeah. Um, however, what it does also do, it allows me to tie my force into the law in a meaningful way. And that's something that I've always struggled with uh, narratively is I like the idea of having flexible rules, but I also, I'm not really one to kind of make up my own chapter because there are so many chapters out there with and legions out there with with their own stories to tell and the kind of inspirational uh, you know books about them and you can you know I literally can't read Black Library book without thinking well I want to do a force <laughs> of whatever this thing's described describing so yeah, yeah it kind of. It's the best of both worlds for me. Yeah, it not only allows me to you know do my alpha legion force, which I which I've always wanted to do, which is why I had a small alpha legion force in in thirty k. Um, it allows me to be flexible on the rules, and it also allows me to try painting something different. So. You know, the Sun's producer, we're all bright green. It's a great scheme, but I just fancy doing something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be cool. That'd be cool. So what's the plan then? You, like you say, you've got your 25 power level, but have you got a vision what the full army looks like? Is it? I, is it?
0: I have a vague idea, and, and it's kind of a bit like what you were saying earlier about, um, you know, they, they came out of the warp and they're still wearing their Mark Three and stuff like that. It's It's using a lot of kind of... Like the, I'm going to use Predator tanks. So I'm going to use the Heresy Predator tanks, but I'm going to Nurgle them up. There's a great, I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up. Once again, me typing into Google during a, during the podcast. Uh, plague Nurgle Predator. Who won a Slayer Sword with a Nurgly Predator? You know the one I mean, right? Golden no. Demon. It's a really famous one from like the 90s. Richard Smith. No, that's not it. But yeah, anyway. Oh, maybe it was David Soper. It usually is. Yeah. Yeah. It was David Soper. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's an amazing artist. Right, so here we go. So David Soper won, I think, the Slayer Sword in 1990. And uh, it is a one of like the old plastic predators yeah, um, for, with a kind of domed turret that the, uh, the Demos is kind of based on. And it had like a kind of a face on the turret and horns and kind of all this kind of goo and mushrooms coming off. And I just thought it would be cool not to go all in like that, but to have something a little bit like that, maybe kind of rusted up and, and with some some kind of growths on it. Yeah. And uh, you know, have, have those as my predators. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you do get access to um some of the kind of, I guess like chaos space marine stuff. So rhinos, defilers, hellbrutes possess, spawn, um, predator, annihilators and destructors, respectively, and land raiders. Yeah. On top of all the kind of usual Death Guard stuff.
1: Yeah. That's great. I and mean, I think if you've got your infantry and you have got some armor as well, then you've got pretty flexible uh, collection that you can then pick on that to play a game that, you know, suits the story you're trying to tell in Crusade.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also it allows me to, you know, for example, my I'm going to be using cultists instead of poxwalkers because I don't I I kind of wanted it to be more of a martial themed thick uh, thing. So kind of the cultists made more sense than the poxwalkers. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I I, I think I think poxwalkers are are better.
1: Um but point points for points.
0: Well, I think you know, you get a couple of heavy weapons in the cultists, but I think um and obviously they've got range, you know, they've got more range, but I think the Poxwalkers they've got uh, more rules that are beneficial to them. So they pass morale tests. Um, they, you know, sh- shrug our, uh, damage off on a six. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. Each time a melee attack is made by a model in this unit, if an enemy model is destroyed, uh, one of this unit's destroyed models is added back one of the Poxwalkers is added back to it with one root re- re- remaining, so that kind of it regenerates itself if it does damage. So, yeah, I think Poxwalkers are kind of categorically better if you know, as long as you're not looking for any range threat. Um, but I kind of just like the idea of def- actually. The more I read this, the more I think it's a silly idea. Maybe I'll stick with Poxwalkers. Pox <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, not so much a narrative player after all. <laughs> have both dan why not have have both? both have both but then there was less space for predators and stuff oh yeah so lots of op- lots of lots of things there but one of the things i am keen to do is is keep this as a kind of hundred power level army kind okay of not a collection this is just going to be a, a, a one shot as it were
1: yeah yeah the, the, the challenge is there are so many options in this book and yeah and like i say some a big chunk of them are quite elite so it will eat up that 100-power level really quickly, won't it?
0: Definitely. Right, Steve, do you want to tell us about kind of your approach to designing a 25-power list?
1: Um, so for me, um, I decided to look at this in the way that um, I wanted to take some unique things. So I would take the miasmic Malignifier. Um, and I think for me that goes back to my to love of zombies. So I kind of went, right, I want some zombies. I want this kind of Nurgle f- furnace. Um, and then I want to be able to, through crusade, I want to be able to spread the love and, um, kind of bring it all together. And, 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 and that kind of came down to the fact that with the new rules, uh, if for every, uh, pox Walker or cultist unit you take, you have to take a core unit, um, so they are not core cool units so that means you need to take the likes of plague marines to go alongside them so um it's obviously designed to stop you spamming them which is which is fine um so for me um it were, that was really just kind of how do i how do i how do i make that work and, uh, and and to really get the most out of out of my pox Walkers, of course, we need the big guy. Um, we need we need typhus. Mortarian. No, not sorry, not the big big guy.
0: <laughs> the, little, the little big guy. I oh always... right, okay. Sorry, you said big guy. I was like, yeah. do you surely you mean Mortarian? Adding typhus does does make sense for a Pox walker army.
1: Yeah, because he is he he is the master of the dead that walk. He has this aura for him. So
0: he's the host of the Destroy hive. Uh,
1: exactly. I mean. I've always loved him. I've always loved the abilities that he's had. So, yes, he's nine power levels. So he's like getting on for half of of, of my points. So, uh but but ultimately, I'm thinking, you know, he he's going to be leading this. I have 20 Pox Walkers. I'm going to have minimum Plague Marines to have that. And by the time I chuck in my 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 Nurgle Furnace, um that's it. That's all my points gone. But the nice thing is what we've got here with with Crusade is we've got some great new rules here um, and that we can can actually uh, build our own, design your own plagues. So for me, what we begin to see here is, you know, right, so... What am I? What am I going to do? And the other thing we've got now is we've we've got companies. Um, so you want to talk a bit about companies, Dan?
0: Yeah. So the, the play companies are your chapters, essentially. Uh, you've got seven, as as is fitting for for a Nurgle thing, and that they're, they're all themed around a certain thing. Um, so, for example, uh, the Poxmongers, the fifth play company, are around demon engines. So uh, their stratagems affect demon engines. Um, all their warlord traits. Uh, give you kind of different contagions that work within Contagion range, uh, which we haven't mentioned yet. And the relics kind of help that specific thing. So, for example, the Iron Clot Furnace, uh, in your command phase, you can select one friendly Poxmonger's Demon Engine within six inches of the bearer until the start of your next command phase. Models in that unit have a four plus invulnerable. Uh, and so they're all, as I say, themed along a certain topic. So the Wretched, which is the fourth play company, are the kind of the Psychers, Mortarans, Anvil, the third play company, I think are the kind of the siege dudes yeah but yeah it's all uh it's all a cool way to kind of theme your army
1: yeah and and I think you know the the rules are are, are actually quite powerful I mean and they, they they do add flavor and they will change it so for me I went with the harbingers because um that's the the wraithful dead that's all that's all about boosting your pox walkers um and also the shambles rot is the warlord trait which is obviously the, is um typhus's warlord trait anyway uh, so I think for me, it becomes, you start to be able to kind of make your own little version of, um, of the death guard.
0: Um, yeah. And I, th- I think it's a good way of, it will either, if you have a list in mind, you will kind of, your list will, I guess, push you towards a certain company or you might pick a company and that will help you design a list. Yeah, exactly. It, kind of, yeah. it can go both ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think for me, it's as well as um, if you kind of pick your theme and you invest in it. So, for example, with the Poxwalkers, if if you keep them alive or you, you, you get your acquisition points within Crusade, uh, one of the traits you can get is uh, trilobes, which gives them an extra attack. So combine that anyway with Typhus being able to give them plus one strength and Contagion, which gives you the enemy minus one toughness, some of these zombies aren't quite as soggy and as useless as you kind of imagine as they start pulling you apart.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think if you were choosing anything but the first company and using Typhus, then, you know, I'd be having a word with you if you weren't running, you know, his, his own company. Yes yes yeah. although that said obviously I, I i might just do that so
1: <laughs> but again modeling
0: but i'm i'm not the you know i'm not the narrative guru here steve you are <laughs> i hold you to a higher standard
1: than I, <laughs> I, I think for me as well that ability that obviously as you fight somebody and yeah you do kill some of them and they get to turn them into zombies the ability to then um you know kitbash some new models to add to your army that are based on the Acadian forces you fought would be really cool. And that would be the fact that it's not just, oh, you've got some cool things in there. It's like, no, no, I fought those. Um, and, you know, I, I fought them using these set of rules, using this mission pack in the prior nexus. And you suddenly start to go, okay, well, suddenly we've got all these great rules here that are, that, that are giving us the tools to, to play narratively.
0: Yeah. And also, I, I just like how you're, you can as you say, model model it based off the, the plagues. So, for example, the, the one I picked, which is the second company, the Inexorable, which is the kind of the the, the armoured version or the kind of tank one, right? Yep. So um, all the rules, they don't necessarily affect vehicles or tanks themselves, well, apart from the, perhaps the Relic, but you know, the Stratagem, use the Stratagem in your opponent's charge phase when an inexorable. An, 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 an use the Stratagem in your opponent's charge phase when one of your units is selected as a target for charge. Uh until the end of that phase subtract two from the charge rolls made for any unit that declares a charge against it so to a minimum of one so obviously if you've got like a kind of tanky gun line then that's really useful but it doesn't necessarily only push you down to that route it's obviously very useful for tanks and vehicles um that you're not going to kind of get locked in uh in engagement range with any models but it does clearly benefit that yeah but the um the, the point that I was kind of making there was that the ferric blight is this kind of like rusty plague that infects its vehicles? So when I make my vehicles, I'm going to rust them up to the he- to heck, and yep. um, I'm going to use loads of rust powders and and pigments to to kind of make everything like really rusty. And I just think that that will work really well with the kind of the law.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. You 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 hundred percent bring bringing those those law and rules to life in your models. And I think um, you, you you know, and again. You can say it's not effective but for me when i was looking at my 25 power level it was things like well what 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 stratagems can i use so you know there's dead walk again for one cp which i roll 76 on each three up i get a zombie back great creeping blight which roll dice uh whenever i sort of do an attack Are uh, uh, six to hit becomes uh minus four ap so again it becomes, you know, they're scary zombies. They're scary pox walkers. Now, obviously, you know, they can get hosed down by some heavy flamers and I'll go home and, you know, paint something else. But it, but for me, it's like I'd only ever play games where it kind of makes sense to play that and, I, you know, it wouldn't be in a competitive sense. So um, I've been talking about mine, Dan. What's your 25-pound level then if you've got this mechanized unit?
0: Yeah, so this was a really difficult one, Steve, because I- – I had I have in mind uh an 100 power list sure. like I have in mind uh, 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 my vision is for something greater than this so when I was building my 25 power I didn't want to create a separate list that was just this is that because I thought, well, I, I want it to be relevant. I want it to be part of that army, so that if I did play, I, uh, you know, I wasn't just creating a separate force that I wasn't going to use for, um, you know, for the wider for the wider army. So, so for example, the uh, the relic that comes with the Inexorable, the second play company that I'm going to be using, is um, the Leech Spore Casket. So uh, each time an enemy model is destroyed uh, as a result of a melee uh, attack made by the bearer, select one friendly Inexorable vehicle model within 18 inches. That model regains one lost wound. Uh, no no more three wounds can be regained per turn due to this relic. So I thought, I'm going to need something. That is going to hang out, you know, with my um, with my tanks at the back because I want I want him to I'd perhaps you know be able to respond to assaults on my gun line. Uh, so I need something that's relatively killy. But the problem is, uh, much like you taking uh, typhus, like a demon prince, and I'd I'd want someone with wings so that he could kind of like fly, fly around. <laughs> and I, I had I had a mind of using the Pascoil blight lords. Yeah. Uh, so which is kind of like the age of sigma kind of. Uh, blight drones with a basically with a Plague marine type guy on top. It's yeah, a um, cool. w- what are they called? The tw- uh, putrid blight kings in Age of Sigmar. But basically, imagine like a uh, like a uh, d- Death Guard chosen or Death Guard kind of Terminator type guy in fantasy. You know that that's what a, a putrid blight king is. So he's riding yeah. one of the big plague flies. And I thought, oh, he would be cool for a Nurgle demon prince with wings, um, or potentially using perhaps a, a Lord of Contagion. Um, because he adds, you know, uh, answering to the contagion range of abilities um, of himself, uh, and he can make uh, things reroll once. So that would obviously be useful for my gun line. Uh, and he's quite choppy with his his man reaper. Um, but yeah, so regardless, I thought of adding them. And, but he, you know, he's six power just for the Lord of contagion, and the demon prince with wings is 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 ten power. <laughs> um as it was i went with a malignant playcaster so I, I kind of thought all right i'm probably going to use one of these as a support hero so i will go for a uh, a malignant playcaster and he's only five power so i can add in the, the kind of killy things that are going to be part of the wider list uh, later point um, and then I took some plague Marines. I put them in a rhino because you know I wanted this kind of uh, mechanized force. You know, plague Marines are six, rhinos are four. So suddenly, you, you know, you're already at fifteen power. You've only got two units, plus a dedicated transport. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, right, I do want to kind of do something with a mechanized thing. And I talked about the fetid bloke drone. So I'm going to have um, I'm going to have one of those, which is seven power, and which leaves me three remaining. So I'm going to bring a noxious blight bringer, which is the guy with the big bell on the back, because I thought again. Um, he, he would be cool perhaps to kind of defend the line so um one of his things that's really useful is that he helps do sort of damage in the combat attrition uh sense so uh, the toxic of misery uh whilst enemy units are in the six inches of this model subtract one from combat attrition tests taken for that unit um which i thought was quite cool you know if, if maybe like the vehicles are attacking back and they just do one damage you know i don't know like or one one model killed or something by the vehicle it just it just helps perhaps um you know they're gonna lose an extra guide due to uh morale. and i think um you know as i expand this up to kind of 50 power i'm almost gonna basically like repeat so another unit of plague marines another rhino um you know throw in a predator suddenly you're at 43 um add <laughs> another fetter bloat drone or or perhaps uh another couple of support heroes um yeah so it, it kind of you quickly run out of power level in, uh, in the Death Guard because things are quite expensive, but they are disgusting and resilient. So, that's a, a quote a rule.
1: Yeah, although that rule's changed.
0: Oh, it has. Yeah. Too much to, was, uh, There was, it's, was gnashing of teeth about that when it was uh, when it was leaked, wasn't it? All revealed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, this is something that's, that's obviously changed. It used to be a kind of old school feel no pain role. Yeah. It was kind of damage uh, prevention role. Whereas now it's a damage reduction mechanic. So, each time an attack is allocated to a model in this unit, subtract so one from the damage characteristic of a to a minimum of one so i think this will work um really well for uh my vehicles because you know high high damage vehicle weapons are, are kind of getting nerfed or even it just like damage two weapons yeah you know, you, you've essentially got to shoot twice as much stuff into them so m- my plan was to kind of have like a kind of a gun line of vehicles backed up with kind of plague marines and rhinos that kind of take the fight to the to the center ground and you know maybe a. Uh, a plague surgeon up in the rhinos with the plague marines to kind of make them more resilient, and then uh, a something killy with that uh, relic in the back to kind of heal wounds on my vehicles uh, and kind of respond to to threats. You know, whether that's a Lord of Contagion or a Demon Prince, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. And I think, you know, we see, you know, there's quite a lot of um, heavy bolter going on out there now that that's damage too. So to be able to um, turn that to damage one, you're actually you're kind of negating people's points if
0: that makes sense yeah absolutely you know if people are investing points in these fancy weapons that are two or three damage then you you are you know you have an inbuilt uh, mechanic that, that helps combat that oh i've just realized uh, death Guardian Prince has also had the lord of uh, death guard ability which is uh or while a friendly plague uh, company core unit is within six of this unit, you can reroll once. Let me just double check where their predators are core. Unsurprisingly, they're not. Oh. Never mind. Um, <laughs> that's ruined my plans. Read the rules, Dan. Always helps. Um, so those that's a kind of uh, a brief overview over kind of our list. But the, the way they kind of develop in the Crusades are really interesting because you can actually, like, push your armies down different routes based on kind of how you can develop your own kind of pathogens and stuff. And there's also real contagions of Nurgle. So as the battle rounds go up between one, two, three, and four plus, your contagion range is one inch, three inch, six inch, and nine inch. And essentially, all your contagion abilities, which are you know listed depending on which play company you use, they obviously say something like when an enemy unit is within contagion range, X, Y, Z happens. And I think this is a really cool way of like how your army kind of ramps up. Yep. Not only that, the kind of relentless nature of the Death Guard is really cool because they get a rule called remorseless. So each time a combat attrition test is taken as unit ignore any or all modifiers yeah the, the
1: contagion thing is um, is a really good way of, of, of weak you know because the, the main rule is it's minus one toughness for anyone within range but the, the beauty of it is that, that that's just gonna make the return file the return hits be so much more effective and I, th- I think for me, the fact that those bubbles just get bigger as you're playing. When, when almost certainly, you know, if you're going to park park a load of plague marines on a on an objective, you've got to get them off. And if you have to go or take them, you know, overwhelm them, and then that means you're going to have to go within contagion range. So I really like that rule. It feels really, really on point for the theme of the army.
0: And that's why I wanted a mix of stuff in my army of not just stuff that sits on the back line, but also stuff that kind of gets up up in the grill of the opponent, you know, some plague marines that aren't afraid to maybe, you know, charge into combat because they've got the resilience to kind of take a hit back. But it also means that the next turn they could potentially retreat out of combat, but still within uh, contagion range. And then just they're providing a buffer for the tanks or they don't even need to charge, you know, perhaps they charge and kill something and, and consolidate towards an enemy unit, or perhaps they just move up and take the return fire. And you've got perhaps a like, you know, power fist in there or plague flare or something that that's your opponent doesn't want to get into combat with them. So You know, they're just in Contagion Rage. And it also means that you're potentially, like, controlling the battle space somewhat, because if you've got a kind of bubble of Contagion Rage around a certain unit, then your opponent, if they don't have the means to kind of get in there and and charge um, and and remove them, then your opponent is going to potentially move their army around the battlefield to kind of get away from the Contagion range. So you could always, like, herd your your opponent around the board. Yeah. Because, you know, minus one toughness is not insignificant.
1: Yeah. I mean, that can easily turn you know 3s to wound into 2s to wound and we all know the difference that makes doesn't it
0: yeah definitely so for example typhus has got plus 3 to his contagion range um mortarian i think always counts as as if he's on the kind of the the top the top contagion range
1: and so does the scenery piece the malignifier mm. that, that also always counts as turn four so that's that's then uh, nine that'd be 12 inches contagion range for the harbingers and uh every time an opponent starts their movement inside the range roll a dice subtracting one if the enemy is a character on a four plus that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound and on the six the enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds so again you're just whittling them down weakening them I th- yeah i think for me it's um you know how many times have you You know, won or lost the game on a single model on an objective (laughs) that you just can't get to to fight them off, or they're you know hidden around a corner. And if you can take him down with the sickness, and um,
0: down with the sickness, absolutely, yeah, good quote.
1: Wins a win, isn't it? I think, I think, I think for me, that's uh, again, you just got to you're giving the opponent something else to to worry about and to think about, and it's, it's it's that being able to reach out to them it's really cool
0: in terms of crusade rules as well there's some really flavorful uh, flavorful rules in there so you've got things like chaos boons yeah uh, a d33 table love a d33 table (laughs) not quite as good as a d66 table but you know getting there yeah Uh, you've got the usual battle traits and stuff but basically in your crusade army for death guard you get something called virulence points and essentially that allows you to develop your own plague so you basically make them a you make one of your um you make a warlord, a plague carrier, and then there's various different things called vectors, infections, and terminus. And then you, you can kind of upgrade your plague carriers as you go through. And then like various different units become contaminated and stuff like that. And the vectors are things like every time a plague carrier model from your army makes a range attack that targets a unit within half range, if uh, a hit is scored, uh, roll 1, d 6. On a 4 up that unit is contaminated. And it's just a really cool way of like, I don't know, you just like, you could de- develop your own things yeah. so it's got three tables of three d6 tables so you know, every Death Guard can, uh, Crusade army can have a different plague, which is really cool. And then, of course, you can upgrade them via requisitions, uh, as in, like, you can upgrade your, your models. I don't think there's any specific uh, plague things to to do your requisitions. There's some uh, there's some Crusade relics as well, which I thought were quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, The specific one uh, that um I enjoyed was the billowing sensor, Aura. Whilst a friendly Death Guard model is within nine inches of this model, when that friendly model is destroyed, add two to the roll see if it explodes so this is something that i'd quite like to use because it means that all my vehicles could you know will explode on a four rather than a six <laughs> not only that but there's also a stratagem that allows me to to spend a cp to to blow up a unit to blow up a model kind of like detonate it yeah which um which is definitely something that i think would be quite cool and very know.
1: death guard isn't it? it's just exploding pus and vile yeah and... oh
0: it's vile isn't it yeah
1: Ooh. no that makes perfect sense and again you know whatever actually dies from the mortal wounds who don't die they just crawl back up two days later as a as a pox walker so I, I love it i love it exactly
0: and there's even um some different objectives end game objectives like shadow operations spread the sickness so you can do an action which allows your um your units to contaminate objective markers
1: yes yeah the agendas are cool agendas are cool so yeah I, th- I think for me that's where again you know that helps you shape your not only shape your um, the force you build but also the types of games that you play um, and that you might pick you know a battle plan might pick a yeah a battle plan out of the book but actually you can suddenly start having secondaries that you can agree with the other player as to you know I want to, sow the infection is one of them. And I want to poison, I want to poison the water supply. So that building there, which is, which is the pump from pumping it deep underground. If we can poison that, then, you know, suddenly it's not just a dot on the table that you agree is 18 inches in by 18 inches in it's it's a thing we're fighting over so i think that sort of stuff's super cool
0: and especially if you're playing in a a campaign where you you've got linked games it's a great way to kind of add a a kind of narrative thread because you could say like if you if you would affect a certain number of objectives during this game maybe you know the next game i don't know you get a bonus or if you fail to do it your enemy gets an, a bonus yeah yeah to kind of suggest that like they've poisoned the the water supplies and that you know that their army's getting degraded or whatever
1: yeah yeah no i love that and, and again you know say we, we, we poisoned the water supply we've got it sorted and then of course we would put a malignifier there to be the machine that carries on poisoning so that whoever's got to attack it have suddenly They've, they've got to deal with this, you know, improved piece of scenery. So this was improved place on the battlefield. So, you know, you then got to go at it in a slightly different way or find a way to attack it from distance or, you know, and I, and I think for me that's where um, you, you stitch games together and to be this sort of longer narrative and, you know, you're not having to make anything up. It's like, well, what are you bringing? And what am I bringing? Okay, well, then we'll put that on the table and, and, and make it a game.
0: So that concludes our uh, quick counter through the Death Guard Codex. It's a slightly shorter episode than perhaps our, our usual Codex reviews, uh, but we have got so many episodes planned at the moment. We kind of wanted to uh, to do sort of more consistent, uh, but slightly shorter episodes uh, until we kind of get some content out there. Because, conscious, we've been quiet for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we've got so much planned on though on the schedule. We've got a uh, another future Explorator episode coming, so um, I am sitting down with uh, the one and only Chapter Master Valrak to talk all about Imperial Fists. Uh, Steve and I are going to be reviewing Flash, the latest 40k Flashpoint, which was a kind of one-shot Flashpoint. It wasn't a trilogy. Uh, we've, see, we've seen that the, the Flashpoints are actually coming to Age of Sigmar in the latest White uh, Dwarf preview. And, of course, we have Dark Angels Codex in our grubby mitts. So very mm-hmm. excited to be able to kind of get to grips with that. Um, and we haven't actually done any Space Marine Codex reviews, so we are going to have to you know work our way through those. Uh, and now that I'm working on my Alpha Legion, And we've got the majority if not all of the uh, space marine codex kind of supplements out uh, now we're going to be kind of retrospectively working our way through those as well so uh, lots of AOCI content on the horizon and as ever if you have any thoughts or uh, ideas on future episodes that you'd like us to focus on or perhaps uh, any um, exploratory topics give us a shout with any uh any future uh, suggestions and we'll uh, we'll try and incorporate them into future episodes. So uh, you can get us on AOTI40K. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, you can uh, send us emails. We are ashesoftheimperium at gmail.com. And as ever, you can fire us a voice note. We are anchor.fm forward slash AOTI40K. Until next time, keep calm and crusade on.
1: Cheers, guys.